Today's reading is Acts chapter 10. Now, it's easy sometimes when we read the book of Acts to make it seem like it's all leading up to this dude named Paul. But <clears throat> one of the things that we want to make sure is that we understand that uh, this is the Acts of um, the Holy Spirit, uh, the full name, right? Some people call it the Acts of the Apostles, uh, but in recent times I've heard a lot of people say um, the Acts of the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit that is bringing the gospel uh, to the ends of the earth. And we see here at the beginning Caesarea. If you look at a map, um, yesterday we looked at how it went from Jerusalem to Lydda to Joppa. Now Caesarea is farther up the coast. You know, we're slowly making our way there. Um, and here's this man in Cornelius who we see in verse 2 is a devout man who feared God. He is a Roman um, that God has already been preparing to receive this. In fact, God is going to go to him in a vision. I think for a lot of us, you know, when we think about evangelism, we think about all the things that we have to do, and, you know, we do need to be trained and be able to speak the gospel, but we also have to remember that the Holy Spirit is with us and is before us, and so even the people that you may not expect, um, God is bringing you to them. Now, he prays, he gets a vision. Peter, at the same time, uh, at a similar time, um, uh, gets a vision, and right when he gets that vision, um, then these men show up from Cornelius. Now, I love this vision. I know it is talking about uh, the Gentiles, but I also always take it as an encouragement that, you know, people say, am I going to eat meat in heaven? And I'm like, yes, because Peter saw this sheep that descended. But I think the thing that is also relevant, verse 16, um, this happened three times. Uh, you know, God was really wanting to make sure that Peter understood this is significant. This isn't just a passing, you know, thought or daydream. This is really a vision of the Lord. These men come, Peter goes with them, uh, and in verse 25, they fell at his feet and begin to worship Peter. And Peter's going to do what the, angel of the angels of the Lord do um, all throughout the Old Testament revelation and basically say, yo, don't worship me, right? I am just an angel. I'm not, I'm, or in Peter's case, I'm just a man. Um, and then he begins to proclaim to them, you know, what is really making this so significant uh, that he is a Jew. You know, he went to Simon the Tanner's house and that was kind of the first step. I'm going to go to the least of the Jews. I'm going to go to like the most, you know, disgusting amongst the Jewish people. And now here God is saying, no, I'm actually going to send you past the Jewish people and that he understands the vision that that's what it means. Um, that any person, do not call any person common or unclean. Um, and indeed, he begins to proclaim in verse 34 what it, uh, that God shows no partiality. Every nation who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is the Lord of all. Um, <clears throat> that who it goes to, you know, and we've already seen non-Jews uh, begin to hear the word of God. But then the thing that is so astounding in verse that begins in verse 44 is that while Peter is saying these things, the Holy Spirit falls upon them. Now, this is crazy because um, we've talked about how the baptism of water and the baptism of the Holy Spirit um, can be two separate events. And uh, a lot of times, you know, the baptism of water happens first. But here we see the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, granted, I think um, the the baptism of belief, repentance, always happens first. You know, uh, so in Caesarea here, uh, this centurion and his family, they already believe in God. Um, and like Saul, right, just needed that last bit of belief that Jesus is the Son of God and um, he died and rose again. And so here then they are baptized in the name of Jesus 
and we see the Holy Spirit beginning to bring the gospel to all the nations. This is amazing. This is a turning point. Um, and I feel like for many of you uh, that maybe are listening to this, that have come to believe, have been baptized in water, maybe even have experienced the Holy Spirit, that I know in terms of the mission or the life of you know, what you are doing and who you are, you're kind of waiting for that turning point. You're kind of waiting for that turning point of, you know, to suddenly be really on fire and being used by God. And I think that um, to really understand that uh, you, if you have believed and you have um, been baptized, that you have all that you need. Um, and really what we are looking for is maybe that vision or that confronting act of the Holy Spirit to shake up our lives and to show us um, where he is leading us. And so I hope that, you know, maybe even be expectant of that today uh, in your workplaces, in your schools, right? Somebody maybe is gonna ask you a question that they wouldn't have otherwise, otherwise asked. Or maybe someone's gonna invite you out to a, a, an event that's different from where you've gone. Um, and I hope that you would take those opportunities to follow the Holy Spirit in proclaiming the gospel to others.